morning everyone and welcome back to this bonus series of the She Can, She Did podcast, solely focused on the theme We Can, We Will, whether this COVID-19 storm as business owners that is. If we haven't had the chance to chat yet, hello, I'm Fee and I'm the founder of She Can, She Did slash the one asking the questions throughout these episodes. Before I introduce today's guest, aka the ray of sunshine that is Heidi May, I am so pleased to say that this bonus We Can We Will series is now sponsored by Tide Business Current Accounts, aka the business account that I've used and loved ever since I made the switch to being a limited company at the end of 2018 and finally sorted myself out with a proper company current account. If you haven't come across Tide yet, it's a business current account dedicated to startups, entrepreneurs and freelancers, which makes managing your business's finances a whole lot more simple than I'd envisioned when I first launch She Can, She Did. It didn't come as a surprise to me, therefore, when I learnt that in recent weeks, Tide have set up a really useful hub dedicated to providing help and support for small businesses during the coronavirus outbreak, which you can find by heading to www.tide.co forward slash blog forward slash coronavirus, or by following the link in this episode's show notes, of course. From finding out how other businesses have overcome the paralysis to their industries in order to keep moving forward, what small businesses in Spain want all of us here in the UK to know about surviving the coronavirus, to some good old tips and tricks for working at home more productively, you can find all the latest news, updates and help dedicated specifically to small business owners there, which will update as the current climate evolves of course too. With so much noise out there at the moment, they've also provided digestible information on government support for business owners in the form of a really simple coronavirus government support eligibility checker. Bit of a mouthful, I know, but it's really useful and is void of all the fancy financial terminology that I don't know about you, but I find so unbelievably confusing at times. Essentially, it's a chatbot that asks you a few simple questions about your business and then directs you to the right support that's tailored to your business's needs. Basically, it's worth checking out. You can find the link in the show notes below, but I just want to say a huge, huge thank you to Tide for their support and hope that you find the hub they've set up as useful as I did. Anyway, on Tuesday morning, straight off the back of my morning workout, I had the pleasure of chatting to one of the most joyful women I know, who cheers me up every time I speak to her because she radiates so much positivity, it's impossible not to feel inspired when she's around. The lady in question being Heidi May founder of the ethical fashion brand that is Aesthetic Laundry, the casual women's clothing brand that's best known for its rainbow tasseled t-shirts and jumpers that's loved by the likes of Stacey Solomon and Nadia Hussein, along with a whole host of loyal customers that she's built up over the past six years since launching the brand in 2014. Given that the whole nation is on lockdown, with nowhere but the fridge to go at the moment, however, and Heidi was due to launch the Aesthetic Laundry spring-summer collection of dresses any day now, I wanted to find out how the past four weeks have played out for Heidi and her team and how they've adjusted their plans and adapted to this new normal in order to ensure that aesthetic laundry survives. With one of her full-time employees stuck in Australia because of the travel restrictions, suppliers closing shop left, right and centre, and mounting pressure from some of those around her to drop everything and start producing face masks instead. Here is how Heidi has responded to the past few weeks and why I wholeheartedly believe that she can and she will find a way to get through this thing. As always, I really hope you enjoy it. I 
are literally so glam right now for 8 30 in the morning I have just oh. literally like you're putting me to shame <laughs> I did my workout I put this morning's um, podcast up hopped in the shower I've literally got my serum still like shining on my head <laughs> This is the I never get dressed up thing. I never get dressed up anymore. So now I'm like, right, earrings on. Yeah, and they still so lavender because they've been in my drawer. So I'm like, calm in, calm in. Yeah, they look super fab. Right. Like when we spoke, let's have a think. Your breakdown of what's happened so far. Sales drying up. Liv, who I've met and adore, and she's your wingwoman, isn't she? Has gone back to Australia. Suppliers are closing. Your business isn't eligible for a government grant. And then you said, but somehow when pushed into a corner, your creativity and innovation seem to come out. And I was like, oh, Heidi, that's so true. Like, how has the coronavirus impacted aesthetic laundry over the past four weeks? And how have you kind of seen it play out as the situation unraveled? Yeah, so you've kind of just touched on everything. Yeah, I know. I feel like I've just answered that question for you. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're fine. Um, So as you said, yeah, literally. um, So we we noticed, the first thing we noticed was uh, that sales literally stopped. Like, not just like, oh you know, slow down, stopped, ceased to a crying halt. And and then we're still so small, even though Joss and Liv work full time. We're still so, people forget that they think, oh, you've made it now. You're fine. You've got stuff. And I'm like, no, we haven't. We are still so small. And, and then, and then, so then the first thing was the orders. The next thing was there was like an outreach of like people wanting cotigans and harems and joggers back because we'd got rid of them because we took them off the website for capacity wise so that we could bring out the new summer range and so then we were all due to do the summer range like three days before we went into lockdown which was all like ruffle dresses that you could go out in and you know and it and then obviously it just fell on its ass basically and then we were like what are we gonna do no one wants these no one wants these pieces what are we gonna do and then it goes from everything from the post office so only allowing three parcels at a time so then we would have to queue queue up in the post office and the lines are obviously crazy the like the queues are crazy everywhere but then to get there and to only be able to send three parcels and then they get so they then they ask you to go back to the back of the queue which is like another 17 people long because I used to count and then queue up again and that's two hours out of your day when I'm like I've got all this making to do and because it's only me going to the studio I feel like I'm jumping around a lot sorry Fiona and sorry everyone no, if anything I was like I was really getting into that <laughs> you know what that is my worst nightmare because the queues at the post office on just a bog standard day stress me out I'm like I don't have time for this so like the idea of literally having to I mean don't get me wrong I can only imagine the pressure on them right now but like also yeah you know both sides are affected aren't they and it's just like oh I can't imagine how stressful that must be for you as well yeah and then the, the and then what we did we were like we went into well how can we help and then it's um and then so what we said was well, we can't help everyone and then what can we do that's lovely that we can do to help as a company even though we can't do we can't like shut our business down and then solely make face masks which a lot of people were saying to us like why don't you just make face masks and, protect? and I was like Purely because because we don't we don't uh, what's the word we don't qualify for the grants then we can't just do something else and completely pivot the business that way to do it to be a charity and as as awful as that sounds because we literally have to survive 
Um, you know so what then, quite, right there though to, sorry to butt in I think is why I couldn't be more grateful you brought that up because there's so much pressure on small businesses to become really really charitable and do the right thing and, and should, like prove that they stand for all their values and I just think there's ways of doing that while still keeping your business going and earning money because quite frankly then you suddenly become a charity case if you're not earning money you need to earn money and you can't you don't have to feel guilty for that like oh thank you because you know what I mean yeah it's like what I was like people keep the amount of people who because they know I sew so they're like you can sew why don't you do this do this and I get links nearly every day and I'm like I can't even physically sew the orders we have let alone (laughs) anymore I'm only going to the studio like skeletal days because traveling to the studio I don't want to go into the studio any at any time where I don't have to because I don't want to put anyone else at risk or anything like that so I'm the I can cycle to the studio so I literally go with my anti-vac spray take a Santander cycle bike cycle to the studio spray all the doors and whatever and then go to work and then come back so cycling is my exercise and I've literally had to cycle with Ikea bags on my back like saddle bags with post parcels because then when we did pivot and we did and we like reintroduced Kotigans like overnight thank goodness we had all the assets but we yeah, reintroduced Kotigans and Hareems and then that's all people bought so we were like oh my god yay but then you have to then sew them we sew to order because we had none in stock so then every single one is like right cut I had to you then become so Liv was cutting and doing QC and all of that stuff and managing operations as well as doing social media with me and being like the face of snappy wrap-ups and stuff like that and then suddenly no Liv so then I was cutting and QC and sewing and then Anna um, comes in part-time so Anna's come in and then so we get her um, an Uber and I'm like, clean your hands, don't touch your phone, go in the Uber, come out. And then like we, to, to Uber her from to and from work because she can't cycle to work because it's too far. So she's doing that when she comes in and then it's like, and then it was her birthday doing the thing and she was in the studio. So I made, we got her a cake and then we got Liv and Joss on Skype. And then we were all like, happy birthday to you. And then Anna hugged me and I went, no, no, like, don't <laughs> hug me, the two meter rule. But it was just, it's so hard. And that was in like the first week. It's just bizarre. I I was, um I'm like, tr- I was supposed to be training for some horse riding thing that I was supposed to be doing in July. And uh, like four or five weeks ago, just before lockdown, I went to hug my, it was my mum's neighbour that was helping me like do the basics, like learning to trot and canter and stuff. And I went to give her a big hug because I knew it was like our last kind of session. And she she literally was like, Fee, no, like we're not allowed anymore. And I, I literally oh, was oh, like, oh, oh my God, I've never felt so rejected. It was so crazy. When <laughs> someone literally goes, no, I don't want to hug you. And I was like, oh my God, that's so brutal. But you just, it's like second nature, isn't it? You just go to hug people. Yeah. Like, no, we're not allowed anymore. I was like, Oh yeah, I didn't realise. <laughs> it was just so like, oh my god, flashbacks to being at a year seven disco. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> so that if that was week one though, Heidi, like you obviously said that um just to go back a few steps, you said we're thinking of ways to do something good. You can't obviously make all the face masks, no guilt or shame in that at all. What did you decide to do? Ah, so what we did was we um, we were going to put a shout out on social media to say anybody. We we said like let's allocate I don't know ten jumpers for example or ten t shirts that will um, and then we'll send them to people who are like we'll get people to comment on the po- on the post and um, to send them to the NHS workers or key workers that they really feel like needs a little pick me up and then we had a chat about it and then thought well 
that we don't want to sensationalize or we don't want to like look like we're trying to do something good just to get people to like on a post or something like that so then we decided internally just live Anna any and my family and Joss's family and and anyone we know key workers and NHS people we then sent them gift parcels to say thank you wrapped up in like an you know we send every order where they can make their own key ring with one of our tassels and so we sent them all in NHS blue so it was really sweet I don't know that's such a nice idea I love that oh but we just tried to we wanted to do something nice but then not to look like we're trying to do something now we just wanted to do it and not like it's honestly though it's like the hardest thing isn't it it's like you want to help but then you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't because someone will say somewhere that like oh they're trying to you know profit or or they're trying to yeah yeah, I know I know exactly what you mean in terms of like obviously moving on a bit if that was four weeks ago you've obviously pivoted and bought back the kind of slouchy wear because everyone's at home and like I mean look at me right now I'm literally in my sweats everyone wants to be in their comfies I'm very colourful (laughs) (laughs) I literally we couldn't be more opposite I'm dressed all in black right now and you are in hot pink and rainbows I love it. But in terms of like financially then, you've furloughed Liv, she's back in Oz. Yeah. Still got the girls to pay. You've got a, you've got to make an income as well. How has this played out financially? If you don't qualify for the grant, how are you getting by? And you know, what was your advice to other business owners that find themselves in the same position as you? Because we don't obviously know an endpoint. We don't know when how this is gonna how long it's going to go on for. So what are, what's your plans right now to make sure money's coming in? Um, so our main thing, like you just said, was Liv is furloughed. And Joss, so Joss and I are both directors. So then we come last. So we just need to make sure that Liv and Anna are looked after and paid. So our first port of call is like, we don't get paid until they get paid. And yeah. all, the, all of the suppliers and everything like that, like we have to make sure that everything else is paid before Joss and I get paid. Then we were like literally cheering on every order. Like, <laughs> Yes, we did that. Like ah, and then so we basically need to survive. So we need to still be making products um, and selling like physical. We can't, we can't just overnight do like a course or something like that. Like you know, you do, we just we can't pivot that way. So literally, the only way we can still do it is by um, addressing the need. And people just needed loungewear. But then, then suddenly, we got a lot of requests for the Whitney jumpers, which are the rain. People didn't just want like a grey cardigan and like black harems or whatever. They wanted something to pick them up. Like as the weeks grew in, like two or three weeks in, people were like, right, I'm bored of wearing a grey jumper now. I want something a bit jazzier. So then the Whitney jumpers with the rainbow tassels, everyone was ordering or, or like trying to order those. But because our suppliers all shut down, every single one of our suppliers shut down, um, apart from one. And we'd had no Whitney tassel to make the tassel. So we couldn't sell any Whitney jumpers. And then we ran out of logos, our logo jumpers. So then, and people who just wanted to support us would buy a logo jumper to be like, we've, you know, like, and then we ran out of logos. So that was it, almost half of our website went overnight. And so all of our products were down, like or two thirds of the website, Josh said, were completely down, not unable to buy. So we couldn't, even if we wanted to make something and, and to get a sale, we couldn't. So we had to then, we literally called, like begged our supplier and said, what have you got that is colourful, that is soft, that is this, that and the other? Like, what have you got? Send us all the swatches. And then we had to order and pray. Like, um, and then he was, he's been really nice actually. And like, because we were like, we we're in the same boat as him, as in, we don't know where the next paycheck's coming from. So he was very kind extended our terms on payment with the fabric that we just ordered because we have to order a certain amount as well yeah so we just ordered this bright colorful fabric and I had to I remember coming home from like cutting and like sewing and packing orders cycled home and I was like oh my god oh my god I'm so tired I just need a beer and then I had a call with Joss and she was like we really need to sort out 
a new collection or something because we have nothing on the website. And I was like, right, okay, coffee, let's go. And I designed a whole range, like this is, which is the range that's coming out tonight. It was last night, but we just couldn't physically do it last night because there was problems with the length of the dresses. I don't know. It was just, so we've had to move it to tonight. So by the time this goes out on Wednesday, the collection will have launched. Another thing financially um, that we're doing is, so Joss has been revising the budget. While I've been doing all of the practical stuff and the physical, like making and the packing and sending, Joss is um, self-isolating at home because she has asthma. So she literally like cannot come to the studio, even though she's desperate to come to the studio. So she's basically trying to do all of the budgets and all of the operation schedule and everything like that. Like she's updating it and revising it weekly because at the moment, every single week changes. Like we, our whole business model has changed overnight because we were doing... So we were holding stock and then doing low levels of stock, but we had like a whole operational schedule that meant that we could fulfill orders as well as still have stock on the shelf, but not too much stock. So we're ever left with low. It was, it took ages to master. We literally took a year to master that, that system. And we were very proud of it overnight stock's gone we're making to order and then it's like whoa a whole business model has completely changed so then I'm like so just we've got no stock you're gonna have to change it again and it was just like ah so we're constantly like this and on the phone and trying to do that over whatsapp or skype or zoom or it's just it's quite the nightmare really I mean if, if when you're talking like that it it's we met well, we met ages ago but I interviewed you for the podcast basically this time last year I think and you were about to take on investment and get the staff full time and and have it and I remember you talking about this fact that you were going to everything was going to become so much more systemized and you were so excited to kind of move the business on to that stage and be less scrappy so how have you dealt with the fact because I think this is like a common thread that I'm hearing this has forced us all to kind of get scrappy again and like even if you have systems in place coronavirus doesn't care like it's kind of just you know put two fingers up at that and forced everyone to take a few steps back so how are you kind of adjusting to that or like accepting that mentally do you know what I mean because it is a step back in so many yeah yeah it's literally it feels like I've I've gone back in time to like when I was doing everything myself again and then I feel sorry for Joss because she's only ever worked she's worked nine years in industry and she only ever knows systematic things so she works very much on a schedule and so Joss thank goodness she's had a year of me like "Ah," like roller coaster and she is like a runway so she's had a lot of training with the roller coasterness of aesthetic laundry and so she just now knows goes yep okay, right, let's just think how it's going to work. Yeah, okay, and she just says, but whereas before she she would be probably more reserved and be like, whoa, 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 let's back that out to three or, three or four months. And now we have three or four hours, not even three or four days because every single day counts. So yeah, and I'm like, I'm sorry that you're working all the time, Josh. She's like, I love it, it's great. But also we are both very tired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so on that note then, because again, a common, common theme cropping up, everyone's knackered. How are you looking <laughs> after yourself throughout all of this? If every day is changing, every hour counts, as you said, you know, because fashion is so, it can be such a brutal industry. And like, you know, like you said, it, it's just so fast paced. How are you making sure that you are keeping uh, yourself healthy, mentally, physically? So, um, I have invested my time into a lot of box sets. Call the Midwife is my saviour. And I've now finished and I'm gutted because now I don't know what to do with my busy brain time. Isn't it the worst when you end an amazing... I literally... That's the most painful thing ever. I am going to Fleabag. Like, I'm so behind on everything. Fleabag in January and watch both series. And you know how it ends in Fleabag? And then I, like, Googled it. It was like, when's series three coming out? And it was like, it's never coming out. And I was like... 
they can't they can't do that that's not fair like you cannot not <laughs> give me more flu bags but anyway side note so call the midwife yeah so I'm I literally come home and then it's like double shifts all the time and so Saturday and Sunday go out the window so it's every single day and then you come home from the studio or like do your day's work which is like what you and then you have to do some above that because there's another job to fill so then you just have two hours where you, I literally like go in the bedroom close the door and I just sit and watch on the laptop sit and watch midwife lights off boom, and just try and relax because that's the only thing that relaxes me and then um cooking also even though I'm tired, that relaxes me as well. So I'm trying to cook, but obviously it's physical. So you still get that anyway. Yeah. But with wine, <laughs> wine is helping. <laughs> always, always hide it. It's so true. Like <laughs> cooking is my thing as well. Like even, I know what you mean. Sometimes if you get to an end of a long day and you're like, oh, I've got to cook dinner. But the minute I get into it, I'm like, oh, I just love it. It switches me off. Yeah. And I think just anything you can do to switch off anything, doesn't matter what it is, just do it. Because even if it is for like an hour, because you just get a holiday of like not thinking about the stress that is what's happening. Yeah, so, so true. And um, what are your priorities then right now? Obviously, if the, lo- if the um, new, what is the new range going to consist of? More loungewear? Uh, yes. So the priorities firstly are, well, I had like to be safe, to be to go into the studio only when we can um to do like reduced days and to make sure that me and Anna if we do work together we work two days uh, two two meters apart and whatever that kind of stuff but the other priorities are to produce products that people want and need at this time so like yes sales dried up but then we got a load of requests for joggers and like comfy clothes because people just wanted the kilops or the harems and so we were like right okay there's something here that we could you know, our customers want something, there's a need. And then we knew that they needed something colourful. So basically, we have pulled out in six days, these six days, pulled out, it's something ridiculous, like a 40-piece collection. Oh we my pulled, Christ, that's yeah. amazing. <laughs> I know. And it's like, we haven't even got half of the samples made because I can't physically make them all and like it's just and then photograph them all and then do cutouts for the website and make them look like professional so what I've had to do is learn photoshop and learn how to photoshop the colors to make them look realistic and then we're basically putting a plea out to everybody to say please if you have them and you've bought something recently please take a photo of it so we can use it for the website because we don't have any we can't use the models anymore and it's just yes but basically we have yeah do you know what, Heidi? I have yeah. literally so much respect for you. Just like from that sentence alone, like the whole thing, this whole interview, I'm literally loving. But like that sentence to me is just like summarized why I love what I like, love my job, because that is like the most inspiring thing ever. And I think it's just like, it just proves that it goes back to that quote that you said when we chatted about when you're pushed into a corner, you just find a way to make it work. And it's like, the fact that you're just calling on previous customers and having that relationship and just being like, help us. And I have no doubt they will. It's just all like just putting something out and like, it's the best of you're, you're doing the very best you can with what you've got. And I just think that's like super inspiring. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Brings a tear to my eye. Um, but we just, we just hope like, yeah, we just hope it's all going to work. Basically I've got, I Ubered some samples that I made yesterday to Joss last night for her to try on because she's a small, we've got no fit models. So Joss is a small and I'm a medium. So then we've now, I tried them all on, took loads of photos and then she tried them on and then took loads of photos. And then we both said, oh no, that would be a medium, not small, blah, blah, blah. So then last night we couldn't launch. So it's literally like that, like, whoa, 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 go. That was like hours ago. It's mad. But you're making it work. Making it work. Yeah. You have a bottom line. It's like, 
all of the craziness and all of that, you're still making it work. You're still getting through it. And like once we are on the other side, because we all know that, yes, we don't have an endpoint, but it will eventually will return ish to normal. Uh, you'll know that you've done everything in your power to keep the business going. Which yeah. Is like the best feeling ever, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the one crazy thing that I did mention about um, loans earlier that is that if we do get a loan, we have to make, which so Joss is working on a business model to then to then hopefully get a loan. And then depending on the size of the loan, we have to make sure in that, that business model that we can pay back that loan in three mm. months time after this wave. Yes, people might all want loungewear now and colourful loungewear now for the next two months. Then what happens next? And we have to like, we have to literally, it's so ambiguous that we'd have to predict what's going to happen. And then at the end, then, then we have to repay that. You have to, loans need repaying back. So it's just so, yeah, oh my gosh, it's just... Yeah. yeah, I mean, I literally, I looked into a loan as well and it's just like that kind of like, eh, it's that scary, you don't, you just don't know, do you? And it's like the repayment bit, that's mm, scary stuff. What's your advice then for business owners um, to wrap up right now listening for just, I suppose, kind of keeping going and getting through the next few weeks, months, however long it's going to take, what would you say to them? Um, so the first thing is to reach out for help. I've got my notes. Um, and ask friends who are at home and have time on their hands to help you research that's the biggest thing like I was like mom I need this or like Lucy I need like do you know this you're in this kind of field like if you need an accountant or accountancy help or help with loans or furloughing or anything like that if you have any of those kind of questions it can sometimes be really overwhelming when you're reading so many articles and blogs about this thing because it's, it's so topical but where, where do you cut what how do you know what I don't know so then just ask somebody that you know so it might be your uncle or your auntie and that if they got time on their hands they will help you because they'll want a little project to do so I would say ask basically I know I said this in my last thing ask for help the other thing is thinking about what your customers need I guess is the biggest advice and like if it's something completely different to what you're offering but you can offer it and are able to offer it then do that like what do they need what do they want what are their lives looking like and how can you better their life basically and then also research 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 if you have the time um, and you can do it um, just research into so I'm like teaching myself Photoshop because I need to do you know Joss is doing online webinars about PR and outreach and that kind of thing like she just use the time that you have inside to like get better at other stuff basically that sounded really bad but you know what I mean no it didn't that was good can I just say by the way um I'll cut this bit actually I don't know if I will because I feel like you deserve the credit but um our interview that we did last year was the longest interview I've done uh, because of how much we chatted and I feel like you're literally smashing through these answers it's good <laughs> oh good yay <laughs> um okay then once we are very last question Heidi once we're through out the other side what are you going to do to reward yourself because oh my gosh I feel like you deserve it so much <laughs> Fiona I want a holiday I want, when we're allowed I want a holiday yeah. I, w I was due to go on holiday to get my ring made um, and so into Berlin and that obviously has fallen through and then we were going to go to Poland and that's fallen through as well and basically last year didn't have any holidays so this year I was like I want a holiday and then for Christmas I got holidays and we're not going on any of them so and I don't get my ring which is quite sad but it's fine it's fine Oh, um, yeah, so a holiday would be lovely and an engagement ring. <laughs> I feel like, oh my gosh, you when that holiday does come, it will make it all the more special because you have worked your bum off. The hours you're putting in, it's yeah, you deserve that so much. And I can't wait to see the ring. You're getting all fancy, like made like bespoke. 
Oh no, not anything. But you know me, I'm not fancy. No, but if you're, you're making, you're, if you're going somewhere to get a rip, like get your, is it being made? Oh yes. Yeah, so what we're going to Berlin to find the metal, and just because I've always wanted to go to Berlin. So if we find the ring or that a stone or something there, and then we're going to Morocco in October, fingers crossed, to then get it made. Wow. I'm so excited. I'm so, so, so excited. Basically, I asked him to marry me and I made his ring. I remember you saying that, but it was secret when um, we met, wasn't it? You were like, I've just proposed. I was like, ah. <laughs> I was like, shh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much, Heidi. I literally love that chat so much. You've like properly, I feel like I should do these more in the morning. I'm doing them in the afternoon. I feel like now I'm inspired for the day. Oh, <laughs> we can and we will, Fiona. We can and we will. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to that episode of the She Can She Did podcast. It really, really does mean a lot. If you happen to enjoy it, it would mean so much to me if you could please rate and review the series because rumour has it, it helps to boost the podcast in the charts, which allows more female founders and aspiring business owners to find it. For now, though, I really, really hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening once again. And please do look out for tomorrow's episode.